Hello, Melinda. Hi, Omar. Before we jump into this week's theme, I'd love to give a quick shout out to our growing community. I got this one comment on Instagram from Michelle, who listened to uh, our podcast, and she said she was resistant to initially listening to it. Um, And she's someone who has taught and since rejected the use of gratitude as a Band-Aid, a cognitive and behavioral quick fix. But she was really, you know, moved by the depth and beauty that we presented in this podcast. And, you know, one of the things she said, she's like, maybe from a marketing point of view, we should add something about not your run of the mill gratitude. This goes deep. And and then she like followed up um, like a week or so later. And, you know, she said that her hope is that those who have used gratitude as a Band-Aid may be surprised by the deep and nurturing version of gratitude that we're presenting. She said, for those who have pain around how gratitude was used as a form of bypassing, I hope they too find their way to our work. Um, And for those that maybe skip past it at first, because their original thought was, oh, great, just another thing telling me to just be grateful and my life will have peace. But she really finds that the way that we're talking about gratitude is very different than how it's normally being shared in the world. And that in some ways ties perfectly into this week's theme. So what is it? This week's theme is card number 35, lilac. And lilac is representing what theme? Well, it's the wild card. So in some ways we're talking about wild gratitude, you know, how right. how we can think about <laughs> gratitude right. in different ways, just like Michelle said. Yeah, this isn't just like list three things and look, if that works for you, that's all good. That's I think what's really important to us is that whatever the practice that resonates with you is the right practice. But I know for myself at least That daily exercise of trying to just list three things isn't so, it doesn't keep it fresh for me. And so, and there's actually some science around this called gratitude fatigue, which is if you aren't able to really find a fresh way into gratitude, then it actually can be exhausting. And that's sort of the opposite of a mindful sort of practice. And so, you know, for us and really gratitude is like, how do we make visible what we value? How do we look at things from a fresh perspective? And the wild card seems like a great way to do that. So for those that may have the card or don't have the card in front of them, what are we looking at? Well, what I love is the unexpected depiction of this lilac in winter. So we don't see the the beautiful, bunchy, flowers of the lilac that we're some of us are used to seeing it's actually the branch and it looks a little bit like a coral you know the, mm, I saw a brain ooh. like sort of neurons firing yeah and it's a very minimalist card unadorned as you've said before Omar and I love that this is kind of the winter wildness of nature well it works really well that the word wild means in old english In the natural state, uncultivated, untamed, undomesticated, uncontrolled. And so, as you said, unadorned, um, one of my favorite words, because when I hear unadorned, what I really hear is grace. 
Like, what are we in our original state without any flourish? How can we just sort of appreciate things as they're sort of stripped down to their most basic form? Yeah. And um, how often do we think to honor the season of winter with plants, right? Most of us, we celebrate the spring and the summer, spring. you know, because it's like, oh, it's <laughs> fall beautiful. harvest. Yeah. But this is such a beautiful way to honor the the stillness of winter, I feel. And um, I love that Arlene picked this card uh, to depict the wild winter in some ways. And, you know, lilacs traditionally, they are honored for their fragrance. And, you know, a lot of folks in our gratitude circles have talked about the how they, it reminds them of home or, or their grandmother. Hmm. So I just love that we're looking at this in a different way. And, and when I was looking for fun facts around the lilac, I read something about how the poet Walt Whitman actually thought of uh, the lilacs when Abraham Lincoln died. Mm. And he said, when lilacs last in the dooryard bloom, I mourned and yet shall mourn with ever returning spring. Mm. So he, he was almost capturing the winter essence of the lilac in that. That stripped down kind of uh, piece to it. You know, it's so funny. I actually was just inspired uh, by a memory of a poem as well. The poem that, as you were talking about winter and things being sort of stripped down, one of my favorite poems is called The Sacrament of Waiting by Macrina Weidecker. And it goes, slowly, she celebrated the sacrament of letting go. First, she surrendered her green, then the orange, yellow, and red. Finally, she let go of her brown, shedding her last leaf. She stood empty and silent, stripped bare, leaning against the winter sky. She began her vigil of trust. Shedding her last leaf, she watched her journey to the ground. She stood in silence, wearing the color of emptiness. Her branches wondering, how do you give shade with so much gone? And then the sacrament of waiting began. The sunrise and sunset watched with tenderness, clothing her with silhouettes. They kept her hope alive. They helped her understand that her vulnerability, her dependence and need, her emptiness, her readiness to receive, were giving her a new kind of beauty. Every morning and every evening, they stood in silence and celebrated together the sacrament of waiting. What I love about that poem is that sometimes, you know, just as you were saying, when we look at flowers, we often celebrate spring and summer and fall but there's a beauty of just letting go and just being present and waiting i'm the worst at waiting because i'm a super impatient human being um and maybe that's why this poem resonates with me so much is that like okay how do we honor the waiting right you even think about waiting in line at a grocery store like i'm the kind of guy that's like oh, that line looks like it's moving faster. They're like, I'll switch grocery lines because I feel like somehow that extra 60 seconds is going to mean something to me. 
where I'm sitting in traffic and there's like an empty lane next to me. I'm like, well, I'm going to move over to the empty lane. And this is just sort of a reminder of winter. It's like, it's okay to wait. There's a beauty in that. So Omar, I'm curious when you look at this card in the lilac branch, what word comes to you as you look at that and think about the poem that you just read so beautifully? So this word has been coming up for me in the last couple of days, conviction. And really like trusting what I believe to be true. And and in many ways having to put like my money where my mouth is and like, okay, do you really believe this? And if so, like how much are you willing to bet on that? Um, and so, you know, I think for me and of like, okay, you know, it's easy to kind of sometimes just go with the flow. And I think there's a, an ease and grace that's important, but sometimes it's like, no, okay, I am firmly convinced of this. Even if everything else isn't telling me so, right? Like this lilac in the winter it knows that its leaves will come in the spring, right? It has that sort of conviction. So even all the signs are saying like, it's winter. It it may be snowing or cold and every leaf has been shed, but the tree has no illusion as to whether or not the leaves will come back. And so having that sort of trust in these cycles of saying like, okay, this may feel like an emptying moment, but there is a sacrament and waiting and letting me just appreciate this moment as it is knowing that the leaves will return. That's beautiful. I think for me, when I look at this, these branches all interconnecting with each other with one stem, um, I think of um, simplicity and interconnectedness how all the plants in winter are now, you know, going to rest underground and so much can't be seen. And there's a simplicity to that, just like tuning out the external world and just letting yourself savor the inner growth and peace that happens in the winter. Mm. So from conviction to simplicity, I can't wait to hear what the artist Arlene Kim Suda says was the inspiration for drawing this card. Here is the story of one of the wild cards in the Gratitude Blooming deck, featuring the lilac branch. As a reminder, we included two wild cards in the Gratitude Blooming deck, the sweet pea and the lilac branch. By wild cards, we mean there's a drawing of a plant, but unlike the rest of the cards, it does not have a word or theme associated to it. Like the sweet pea, the lilac branch was drawn after the 100-day project was over, so I didn't pair it with a word. We thought it would be fun, and perhaps a bit challenging, to have a couple cards in the deck where you could imagine your own messages of gratitude coming through the drawing. This particular lilac branch caught my eye at a time when I was feeling exhausted in my art practice. The branch was actually dead, but when drawing it, it seemed to come back to life, looking as though it might bud and bloom again. 
Art amazes me in that it can really change our perception of the world. When drawing this branch, I felt the thin line between death and life, absence and abundance. Sort of like what happens when you speed up time and watch autumn lead to winter, and then winter to spring, and so on. The branch seemed to want me to know that even in the bareness and silence of its season, there is an incredible amount of possibility, life, and beauty still present. Looking at the drawing now, I feel it captures the stark beauty of the natural season of this plant's life and provides a reminder of the bold spirit present within each of us, even in what can feel like our darkest, coldest hours. I love how Arlene constantly leans into the exhaustion of what an artist, you know, experiences in their process and how she names just the the death and the rebirth that's part of the cycle of nature and also probably, you know, what she's going through as an artist. Just there's no way she can be constantly creating and constantly birthing these you know, these beautiful works of art and how to just honor the, this timing of letting things go fallow. Yeah. I appreciate her. It's hyper relatable in terms of being at the end of one's rope. Right. And just being like, uh, I don't have anything else. There's nothing left in the tank. And and just sort of being like, okay, if there's nothing left in the tank, then it's okay not to go running right now, right? Like, it's okay to just sort of sit here and wait and then sort of refuel in a different way. And I think that's, you know, part of, you know, we talked about just at the opening comment is, I think the challenge with gratitude sometimes, right? Like if gratitude is only about like, oh, I'm grateful for all that I have, it can sometimes feel like, but what if I don't feel like I am enough right now? And I think that's okay, right? Like, so how do we just, how do we give gratitude for kind of feeling like I'm feeling a little empty, you know? And I can maybe, and then is the gratitude, maybe I can just pause right now and just not that I have any more to give. And it's not that it, you're not appreciating what, life has to offer, but it's also to kind of recognize there's a season to things. And winter is a season for us to be comfortable with letting go and shedding and just be in the waiting. And it was surprising for me that she saw life in that dead lilac branch. You know, it's like, wow, it can go in so many different ways. And and how often do we really give ourselves permission to stop and slow down and and not do and it feels like this branch is this reminder right now just like it's okay you'll bloom again right in your own time (laughs) yeah and that's i think that's the thing is that the blooming does come again um but it's not on sort of our time period right like that's i think that's the sort of the other sort of challenge is that sometimes Things are outside of our control and time is one of those things where it's like you can't sort of rush summer or 
fall any faster than it's going to come. And so how to sort of be present to just the moment you're in. Is there a a prompt for this week or is it strictly a wild card? Well, I love that. Um, We're going to do something a little different for this uh, week. What it says on the actual card is that we left this wild card for you to imagine your own words of wisdom and gratitude. And so what we're going to do is um, we're going to hold space for a live gratitude circle with Omar and Brian. And and we're going to see what comes from just sitting with this card together. Um, so Omar, we love putting uh, our producer on the spot. <laughs> so Omar, would you would you like to um, just begin the circle? I love how you you know started off in our when we do this for communities. So there's three intentions that we like to hold in every space that we convene, and they are first, you are your best inner teacher. And so therefore, number two, there's no need to fix, save, or advise anyone else. And three, silence is a participant, which may make room for discomfort and discovery. And so as we take a moment to just be present to here, to this moment, maybe noticing our breath, you know, and even if you're driving a car or doing laundry or whatever it is, is you can notice your breath. You don't need to close your eyes. It's something we can do in any given moment. It helps us to be present. And as we look at this lilac card, we'll just start easy with free association. And what word comes up for you when you look at this card and this illustration branches and the idea of branching out i always like how this card makes people uncomfortable (laughs) all of a sudden you know 37 other cards that give prompts and this one and all of a sudden is like, well, the prompt is within you. And it's like, you, you can almost always feel a little bit of panic in the room or, you know, in the Zoom space or wherever we're holding these. And it's like, oh, what is that conviction that I have within myself that I want to name, right? That noticing and naming of what is true for you. I also am appreciating looking at the digital card deck where it has a little bit of the color of the flower kind of scattering into the wind and then in contrast with the, this, the branch. And it's like what this word that's coming is like emptying, you know, what is it that I need to empty to really prepare for this stillness of winter that's, that's here. And as we move into from free association to this card and, and really these two wild cards and you imagine your own words of wisdom and gratitude, what does wildness mean to you, Belinda? I think in this moment, I'm feeling free, uh, this sense of freedom. 
So I look at these little petals that are part of this big bunchy lilac and they're all just going into the wind. And, you know, this, this sense of, you know, what does it mean for me to feel truly free in my life, you know, and, 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 and do it, doing it responsibly. You know, I have, I have things that I'm taking care of people that I'm responsible for land that I'm responsible for. And I, yet like I yearn for this freedom, you know, like when you're so empty that you're without attachment to anything, nothing. I, there, you know, I crave that at times where I'm just like, you know, I don't have to be responsible for anything. I can do whatever I please. I could be whoever I want to be without restriction or concern for what other people will say or think. Um, I feel like that's what I'm really feeling from this lilac branch and, and this ideal of like, well, what is that word of winter wildness for me? I think it's freedom. And how are you exercising that freedom right now? <laughs> I lo- Well, this week is my birth, birth week. And um, I have decided, I decided to take a personal trip to Big Island, Hawaii, a place that is very near and dear to me, um, kind of an extension of Shasta in some ways. And I think, you know, this idea of freedom, I take a lot of inspiration from the ocean because it's just wild. You can't control how those waves are going to be. You can't control how windy it's going to be on a, any given day. And it, it's constantly moving in and out. And I remember early on when we launched our podcast in, in July, you and I had the opportunity to gather on Big Island and really sit with the ocean tide. And there's something really freeing about that moment. I still remember it, you know, us sitting together in different spots of this tidal pool and feeling the the rocks and the waves in such different ways. Yeah, it's actually a great memory because I think you were like fully immersed in the, uh, <laughs> the tidal pool would be sort of generous. It was almost open ocean. <laughs> Um, <laughs> next to lava rocks, um, sharp lava, lava rocks. I was sitting more with my feet in the water and it was, it was kind of, and I, we were kind of meditating and I remember you sloshing around with each wave and I could be a little bit more still as I sat on the, uh, lava rock and just could feel the waves moving, but not necessarily be moved by them. What would be your word? for this wild card today, Omar? Well, I think what's coming to me is this story from when I was in college and had an opportunity to go to Norway in the Arctic Circle for this World Wilderness Congress. And it was right when the environmental movement was trying to engage young people more. And so for the keynote speaker at this global convening, they actually had this 18-year-old speak. And she said something that has stayed with me to this day, which is the connection between youth and the wilderness is that both are uncultivated. And I remember being so moved at the time and I was playing college sports and I actually came back and quit. Um, And I'd played competitive sports since I was in third grade. And so it was a big deal to give up chasing a ball 
but I felt like I was only going to be young for so long. I wanted to actually embrace that uncultivated side of me, that this was something special. And it just, as I'm sort of relaying the story now, and I think about the sacrament of waiting, for me, it was like, why wait to grow up, right? Why wait to be cultivated? Why wait to sort of have these adornments, right? A degree, other sort of experiences. There's a, there's a beauty in just the rawness itself. Even now, you know, and particularly as an entrepreneur where it's sort of like, and a serial entrepreneur where I feel like I'm constantly starting over and it's like, oh my God, why do I keep doing this to myself, right? Why don't I just stay in the lane? And I don't know, maybe part of being a serial entrepreneur is like staying in that space of rawness and appreciating what it means to have that beginner's mindset to be really comfortable with not knowing and open to possibility as opposed to really kind of like, okay, I'm going to become an expert, be very specific about what my expertise is, and in some ways narrow kind of my field of vision. feels very expansive. It's funny how letting go is can be expansive, right? Should we put Brian on the spot and have him look at this card? Share? Yeah, I was, I was, I was wondering what, when he was going to pop in. All right. Well, I'm here. No, no, I'm just been listening. In general, wildness represents kind of the chaotic feeling of life for me. For some reason, I always feel like life has pulled me back into finances, into jobs, into work, into somebody's gotten sick and, you know, just so many responsibilities and I'm still waiting for that break. The word patience back to that keeps popping up because with patience, I, I, I hear patience through prayer. I hear patience through my heart. I hear patience from my mom's voice. I hear patience constantly because I feel like it's kind of like with faith. I just have to hold on to it. I have to understand that things will come when they come. Things will happen when they happen. Just understand you have your own journey, your own process, and be patient about it and hold on to your faith that everything's going to be okay. Thank you, Brian. If you were a vessel in the ocean, what kind of vessel would you be? Currently, I see myself in a little dinghy with paddles in the ocean that's from, you know, the the big storm movie. You know, where I feel like I am just going through wave after wave and I'm getting pounded, but somehow I'm still able... to get through. But how do I see myself in general is, you know, I see myself as a big power boat that can get through these things. It's just right now I feel overwhelmed by the waves. That's all. The, the word freedom came up earlier. Melinda mentioned freedom and, and that word, man, I just, I don't, I wish I could feel that sometimes. And I think the only time I really feel that is um, through prayer sometimes, because I feel like that's the only way I'm that's the time I'm spending for me that I'm actually unraveling myself fully. So I feel free from when I do that because there's, there's a hundred percent trust behind it. What does, um, what does prayer look like to you? It's a conversation with my heart. That's, that's it. I mean, my relationship, you know, with God is, is there. I feel it there. I've always felt it there. That voice has always been very loud to me ever since I was born. And 
that's the same voice I feel like my mom lives in. Well, I appreciate you sharing and really the, that first intention we hold for this space is that you are your best inner teacher. And so the fact that you have this awareness of prayer as listening to your heart is beautiful. Thank you. No, thank you. So as we close this circle, um, I hope Belinda, you will give us a practice for this week. Yeah. So this practice is to be in your winter season. I invite you to imagine the lilac shrub or a tree around you. Just imagining the leaves dropping, emptying. If there were something in your life that you'd like to just release and empty into the winter season, what would that be? Is it a worry, a burden, maybe something physical in your life that you like to let go of? Just visualize it releasing into the wind as you live into that winter season. And just take a moment to find that inner peace and stillness that winter brings us. And any time you need that quiet, that slowness of winter throughout your week, just imagining this tree or shrub with its leaves falling. Just know that you can let it go anytime you need, even if it's for a moment. Thank you, Belinda, for welcoming winter in this wonderful way. And also thank you to you, our listeners. Um, We keep motivated by hearing from you. Um, Each comment, post across LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Discord, all which you can find in the show notes below. Please keep connecting, keep sharing, wishing you all the best. Cheers. Embracing our wildness. Woo woo. Cheers. <laughs>